thinking. Talk to me, man. Looks like I'm going to be doing some techno music.
intro of intros. Listen, when I see stuff like that, it is a stark reminder of the talent that I do not have and the <laughs> amount of creativity I don't have. I can hardly light write in uh, cursive um, because it is, uh, I, was, I was told somebody this the other day, I can barely write cursive because it's too artistic. More or less compose <laughs> something as artful as that is. Um, for those of you that don't know, we have Polo, also known as Pin, from Louisville in the house. What's happening? What's up, dude? Man, uh, I, to watch a song like that come together in real time, I got to say, was incredibly awesome i enjoyed the shit out of that i'm curious though this was this was i I don't know how how long that video was how long did it take you to put that together um making the music normally when i get in the groove it doesn't take long it depends on all the things i'm adding into it but doing the recording that did take a little bit but i was actually recording live um so Damn. you know when when you see me jumping the camera was actually sitting over there just sitting there just recording and i was them are real vibes none, none of none of them are retakes <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome i hope one day when i grow up i develop some sort of a talent that allows me to, to to put something like that out in the world rather than just me blabbering behind a microphone about whatever crazy bullshit comes into my head so uh, kudos to you. That is uh, that's real talent that not a lot of people have. Um, real quick, also, we've got Ryan DeMay and Ray Eat on the show. Gentlemen, how the hell are y'all doing tonight? That was a hell of an intro. Whatever. Hey, listen, let's talk to let's talk to Polo's agent. Let's get that license for the show. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like we should be walking out with fog machines, fucking fireworks like. I was ready to tear my shirt off and my pants off like I was going to the basketball game at the scorer's table, fucking walking here to this microphone. I am I'm serious. I'm still burning. I'm still burning up inside. I'm gonna run through a brick wall for this guy tonight. I'll tell you that right now. So amazing, amazing, seriously. Amazing uh when like what you said, Matt, when you have somebody who's talented like this, what just can come out of them? Like Yeah. I mean, that's amazing to me. We just sit here and talk about grass, like yeah. So thank you. Seriously, thank you for making that. That is I, I don't know how we're gonna top. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you know shows over. You're at a, it was great. That was, I was awesome. Say, I, I, <laughs> Might I as well just like, run it like, again. I feel like we went to the concert and the opener was way better than the main act. And <laughs> we're fucked. We're fucked. So <laughs> get ready, guys. It's gonna suck from here on out. Ray, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, real good. Let's, I mean, let's, the music has just blown me. Wait, away. wait. Oh, I, Ray, Ray's having flashbacks. He's back in Louisville. I, I want you oh, definitely. I know he's totally back in Louisville. <laughs> Ray, I need to know because I, I got to calibrate my mind because I don't think we've ever really talked about music much. But if you could pick one band to listen to for the rest of time, I'll give you one act or solo artist. Who would it be? It would definitely be Guns N' Roses. Yeah. God, man, I kind of had that. I can kind of feel that that was coming. 
I can see a young Ray <laughs> popping in Appetite for Destruction and just losing his mind. There's no question about it. Well, uh, Robert Palmer knows all about this, and he, he knows all about this because uh, he, he was uh, just uh, looking at me stunned because uh, I told him, sorry, uh, if I'm, I'm listening to something, it's usually 1980s hair metal. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I figured maybe that you were going to say that, you know, you talked to Robert about this because him and Axel are like real tight. You know, they talk about <laughs> explosives, grass and hair metal ass in their spare time. Explosive ass, grass and ass, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, among other things. Hey, typical well, hey. Thursday night. Hard, hard to tell who could pull more, uh, Robert Palmer or Axel Rose. It's, it's up in the air. If it's up for debate. All right. With that being said, moving right along. What? So for everybody watching at home, uh, Ken is a professional uh, lawn care applicator out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, he's been at this a little while. He's actually been around the Grass Factor live stream for a long time. Uh, I remember seeing Ken's name for uh, years, uh, definitely years. And, uh, and I feel like uh, I, got, I got to see have have more interaction with you when I was doing the uh the Turf's Up radio show. And uh and so it's kind of progressed there. We got to meet for the first time at the GIE. We had a great time. I was a little bit more impaired than you were, and I apologize for that, but uh that was my opportunity to cut loose for a little bit. Um but Ken, while we got you here and we we, we do have you here, you were trapped. We will not let you off. You can turn off your computer, yes. but we've got redundancy built into this. You do not get away, sir. You have, you have entered the war zone. Um, talk to us about about your business. How long you've been at it? Uh, you know, are you full time? Are you part time? Just kind of give us a rundown. How'd you get into it? How'd you get to where you are now? Okay, um, let me first start off by saying uh, a lot of people within my circle, uh, the we working team. <clears throat> even Aldo, they call me Pastor Polo because normally when I speak, it's like I'm doing a sermon. So y'all get ready. So <laughs> <Look at that>. <laughs> basically, <laughs> we got my little bottle of water and everything. Um, basically, when I started out, um, I just was, you know, just cutting my line, just like any average person with, you know, with the push more and everything. And I used to always get asked, um, when people would drive down the street, hey, do you do you take care of lines? Do you cut lines? And I'm like, no, nah, just cut my grass. Just take care of my grass. Well, if you know, if you did, if you ever, if you ever think about it, I live right around the corner, uh, such and such and so on and so forth. Those things kind of stayed in my head, but uh, I never really kind of like jumped into it until one of one of my uh, friends, one close friend of mine, he was kind of like daring me, and he was like, hey, hey, you know. Hey, I'll pay you right up front. You know, you come cutting my grass and he lived right down the street from me. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start doing a little something on the side. You know, I, I, I got, a, I got a little time, a little time to do a little something. So, um, started doing his and his neighbor came out. Hey, can you, I can't have you making his line look like that. And my line look like trash. You need to do mine too. So basically, to shorten up that story, I end up doing just about the whole entire block. So it was me kind of just 
uh, I was using my 36 inch walk behind more, just me just walking down the street because uh, I had a truck, but I didn't have a trailer. Uh, just walking down the street and mowing. And then I would walk my mower all the way back, get my weed eater, my blower, put it in the back of my truck, go back and go finish the job. So as that started to build <clears throat> and the finances started to really kind of kick in, that's when I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing this here and see where it goes. And, you know, I went to one and basically to where I am now as far as doing uh, mowing and doing fertilization. I'm I'm a good 48, 49, probably around as far as account for me just going solo. But um, otherwise, um, I have fun doing it. I do a lot of things, as as Turf would say. Uh, I don't I don't have a job because I'm I do like fifteen freaking things. But um, <laughs> I, I just I just basically love. I've always loved lawn care. I've always loved lawn care all the way back until when I used to cut for a professional company. Uh, I was young. Uh, they paid me up under the table, and they knew that. But I was fascinated by the way that the skag, because I was on a skag, uh, the way that it laid the stripes. So it was one of those things where I was like, okay, when I get older uh, and I get some money, I'm going to go purchase me a skag. And that's the more that I'm going to have. And that's the more that I currently have right now. And that's that's what I do my lawn service with. It's funny how all that comes together. And, uh, you, you know, something really stuck out to me there is that you said you, you didn't have a job. And I, I know that's not true, but I think the more appropriate way to, and I like to put a corporate spin on it, right? To make everybody feel good. And my corporate spin on that phrase, because truthfully, I don't have a job either. None of us do. Actually, none of the four here do. <laughs> Is that we're unemployable. unemployable. Yes. We are unemployable yes. at this point of our lives and our careers, right? Could you imagine having to go punch in and work a nine to five right now? Could you imagine uh, 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 someone as a boss? attempting to critique you on something that they know is wrong and you know is right right let's I call him david have hit a point in my life where if someone did that to me i would probably laugh at first and then the next series of words out of my mouth would guarantee i was no longer in and they would be very very colorful with lots of Four letter words, including the F word and the S word and a C word and a D word, and it would be strung together in a very, very flowery way, right? <laughs> I didn't see, Matt, you are creative. see myself. You are creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Creativity's coming out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see when myself. It's time to cut somebody here. out. <laughs> but it just happened. Yeah. It happens, and you know, and and I I think people are better for it, right? Because you get to you get to spend your day self motivating, and uh, and you know, when you when you when you got to call an audible, you can call an audible and, and and figure things out. Demay, you are probably the most recent unemployable person, um, and, and you know, you you haven't you haven't really gone into a whole lot about it. Is is now the appropriate time to talk to us a little about a little bit about making the decision of going becoming unemployable you can give us some highlights I, I can give you some highlights uh you know hey uh i'll say this you know your boss that you you uh the archetype that you created right there we'll just call him david right 
David can be a real dick, you know, Ray. Nobody hey, likes Sean. David. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but clearly we've just inviolated some kind of governmental NDA and there's going to be people at our doors now. Thanks. Uh, but anyhow, uh, you know, I will say this is I, I actually walked away from a really good situation. I, I loved my boss. I still talked to him. We had a great relationship, probably one of the best uh, people I ever worked for in terms of coaching my ass off uh, or him coaching me hard and not ever letting me have an inch, you know? And so that was good for me to, to learn and grow and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, going out on my own. Yeah. There's, there's no more of that, right? You, you're, you're your own self-motivator. And I think that's the one thread that all four of us share is that, you know, we don't need somebody to dangle the stick or the carrot on the stick in front of us. You know, we just go get the carrot. And I think that's the difference, right? When you get to a certain point of, and, and I'm not doubting, you know, doubting or downing anybody who wants to go work a nine to five. Like there's people that are wired, like, Hey, they just want to go do their stuff and get out and be done. And, you know, whereas uh, you got, you got us that, Hey, I, I'm doing work sometimes at, you know, 12 o'clock at night. And sometimes I'm doing it at, you know, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It just depends. That's, that's the freedom that I enjoy and I have. So, I wish I could give you a better and more coherent answer than that. But no, one thing I will great. say about this, one thing I will say about this, I had a great conversation with Polo at uh, GIE, and we were talking about it. And this is one of the reasons I, I just want to say this real quick. I'm not blowing smoke or anything, but I really respected his answer because I asked him, I said, hey, like, would you ever go get bigger or anything like that? Like, what's your, you know, what's your plan? And he was like, you know, listen, I, I like doing what i'm doing i like he said he's got other things that he's into and this gives him a little bit of the freedom to do the things that he enjoys doing right and he's not really willing to give that up he would rather be a one-man band right and just do that and i think in this age where you know you look on social media and you look at uh videos on youtube and stuff like that it's all about oh you got to scale your business you got to grow 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 double your you know double your revenue double your profits it's like why can't you just make a business that's a lifestyle and enjoy that, you know, like Ray has for so many years and like uh, Polo is doing here right now. Like I don't see anything wrong with that. And I wish that, you know, the, uh, you know, this, this push or or this desperation to grow, 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 and just, you know, want to blow your brains out trying to, to expand is just not worth it. I don't know. So anyway, I just really respected that answer. I really respected how much, you know, he was very convicted in that. And so it was cool. It was cool to hear that from somebody as I was just taking that plunge and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'll shut up now. All right. And P- Polo, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some kind of heavy questions now. Um, and, you know, feel free to, to answer as much or not as much as you want to. Um, have you encountered a point in your business yet where you feel uh, where, where it has been more pain than pleasure? Uh, more pain than pleasure. Um, nothing comes off the top of my head right now. Nothing comes off the top of my head right now. Um, majority of it is pleasure. And I would say, capping on what Ryan was saying is, you know, not being overloaded. Um, 
you know, like you said, a lot of people just want to grow, 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 expand, expand, expand. And then you get so big to the point where you're going to have to hire, hire, hire. And as you see, a lot of people are hiring, 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 and nobody wants the job, job, job. I mean, you got freaking McDonald's that are paying people $16, $17 an hour, and nobody's going to get a freaking job. So j- just to really just kind of like be my own, um, that right there keeps my mind in in one space where I don't really have to be thinking about this, thinking about that you do that, that you do this. And that will invite a whole bunch of frustration and, and pain on on me. So pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> now that's awesome and that's commendable because I can tell you, like one of the one of the, the traps I continually found myself in was uh, because I I came from corporate lawn care where it was grow 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 grow, and so I thought that when I start my business, the most important thing about having a business was to grow 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 grow, grow right? And, you know, you, you ex- overloaded is the perfect word to describe the situation you find yourself, especially mm-hmm. when you're not good at decision making, like is one of my main issues that I ran into in business. I would not feel comfortable making a decision because I didn't feel like I had enough education in the topic to make a decision, right? I felt comfortable as an applicator. I would have been a great employee for another application company, but as a business owner, I was not because I overloaded myself and I didn't know how to handle it when I, when I became overloaded and I didn't know how to get myself out of situations when I was overloaded. Right. And so what do you do? You panic and you you don't organize the direction you're going to go. You you go into full fledged panic and you're just directing energy any and every which way you possibly can to try and keep your head above water. And that's, it's not a healthy place to be in. And so when I was talking about, uh, you know, have you, have you found, uh, where the business calls for pain and pleasure. That's where I was going with it is. And I think so many people fall into that trap because I think part of it too may be that they don't have another revenue stream that they could, that they could pivot towards. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that I really admire about you is that you've got enough skill sets that, okay, if I'm lean on cash right here, I can also do this. I can also do this and I can also do that. And so no one thing is pinning you to the ground with its, you know, foot on your chest and, and you don't know where to go, right? And I so many mornings in lawn care specifically, I felt like I felt like someone was standing on my chest between the anxiety, the pressure, the phone ringing all the damn time, showing up on lawns, people calling me lawn boy. You know, it just like ah can't take it you know and uh and it was not a, a, a healthy place to be in ray i know you operate in this space of comfort as well talk to me you when you, when you hear the the direction polo is right now uh the at least the direction he's been and uh and we could talk a little bit about your future plans um but does that does that ring a bell with you since i know that is you know, kind of your wheelhouse and how you operate your business as well. Yes, it, it rings a bell. And my only caution or caveat is as a solo operator, one of the requirements is is you need to be essentially 
an expert or beyond an expert at what you actually do. That is that is my because a lot of people they want you know have fantasies about being their own boss, doing their own thing, answering to no one. However, this get can get into a trap too because if you suck at what you do, that business model is not a viable one. But on the other hand, if you're kind of in my position where I'm the person that literally gets called when they cannot trust anybody else on their property, be it another company or another person. That's the position that I'm often in. And that's that's always a, a, a good place to be in, too. It takes a long time to build that kind of reputation, though, as well. Um, there's, it, it, there's, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. But here's the, here's the thing about doing it is that what gets you there sooner than not is you need to establish yourself as being one of the best at what you actually do. What were you you need to really that? separate yourself. I, I was just going to say that you, you you have people that are not experts that are out there doing this and are successful. And I don't mean that to slam them. I'm just saying, here, here's what I would say is this, is that I think you always need to be learning and getting better. You know, we had a, yeah. uh, had a discussion about uh, taking life seriously today, uh, as it were, in, a, in one of our Discord servers. And I think people that, are in this industry in any industry right that are that are all about hey i can learn a little bit more and get a little bit better you know and to matt's point about the revenue stream thing is like okay if you are going to hang your hat on one thing right if it's just app you know applications and that's it then if you're doing that and you're successful but you're not getting better when things get tough you know i.e fertilizer prices go through the roof or you know, chemical prices go through the roof or availability is swamped and you can't get what you need or want and you have to pivot and you don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do. That can be a scary situation, too. So I think that's the reason that you, know, you try to get a little bit better, get a little bit more profitable. You get a little bit more efficient so you can take on more clients or, you know, you just serve the clients that you have even better. And there's nothing wrong with all three of those so long as you're happy. But in order to do that, you have to take life seriously. and You have to get a little bit better. So. It's good, good, good conversation earlier and segued really nicely into this. I just, you know, I think it's good. So uh, I'm also curious too. So just from the the business model setup, like as a as a one man band with all the other stuff you got going on, like how many how many clients do you serve or how much area square footage do you take care of? I mean, what sort of you, what have you found to be that sweet spot for you? And hey, listen, there's no reason to get into a uh, a wiener measuring contest that's not the point here i'm just curious of how this sets up for you what you got right now i'm comfortable with what i have now um the only the only thing now is of course at the gie um i met a i, I met a really good guy that goes by the name of dan y'all know dan and that's it so so 
Um, me and Dan talked, and um, there's a there's a story behind this. Uh, point blank period. I was going to invest in getting a stinger, and um, just talked about it, thought about it, did all of those things, and. Once I uh, had took the crew back to the hotel, I'm sitting in the lobby just kind of contemplating and thinking. And I know you, a lot of you all call him Robert. I call him Turf. Uh, Turf came down and we just started talking or what I would say, chopping it up. And um, I was like, you know what, man, I'm thinking about really kind of th- getting a permagreen. And he was like, you know, well, well OK, well, you know, why is that? Or whatever, whatever. Then we kind of talked it out. and. To make a long story short, I purchased a permagreen at the uh, GIE. Now, the thing that I was thinking about is, of course, with me being a one-man band, uh, the thing that swayed my decision was I really don't do a lot of renovations. Uh, renovations is a, is a booger, man. I mean, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing it by yourself. But um, the one thing that I do do a lot of and I'm getting into more and more and more and like what you were saying you have to continuously continue to keep learning because there's always something to learn and that's fertilizing so I was like okay I'm going to go ahead and make this investment and I'm going to purchase this machine and hopefully that can be able to take the load off of me having to uh, pull my spreader out load it up, do this, do that, walk around with the backpack sprayer, loading it up, going this place and that place, and I can just put everything in the permagreen, right? Mm-hmm. So what I was sharing with the with the crew is um, I have a couple of lawns that are right around the corner from each other. And just let's just hypothetically say that it takes me about like 20 minutes to take care of one lawn. That's spreading granular then coming back and spraying um that's you know pulling up unloading doing what i had to do loading up going to the next one right um when i did all three of these i was basically done in like 20 minutes so the thing that i the thing that i thought about ryan i was like okay if it normally takes me an hour to do three of them but it took me 20 minutes to do three of them. Now I can be able to grab a little bit more, but not going to the point where I'm overextending because I already know where my max. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, all right, okay, I'm going to go ahead and stick with this. Um, and, and another thing that I had shared with the crew, I've, I've just been blessed to, not have to go out and solicit myself. Uh, and that's not to say anything's wrong with it as far as with your business, whether you're doing door hangers or you're going from you know door to door or whatever the case may be. A lot of people have been coming to me just off of the strength of how I'm making people's lines look. And I was like, you know what, that right there, I, I can I can rock with that. Mm-hmm. I can rock with that. We actually having not had to go out and go say, hey, you know, I can do this and I can do that and selling myself. No, they're actually coming to me. And this is so funny how I could be cutting a line or fertilizing a line. And, you know, you'll see them ride by and then you see the taillights. <laughs> then they'll back all the way up. <laughs> hey, uh... come here. Uh, hey, come on, pull out my granny voice here in a minute. 
hey, come oh. here, you know, such and such and such. You know, so I mean, it's hey. it's, it's just a blessing to be into. <laughs> Well, you you, ru- you ruined my joke there when you said the granny because I was going to say you totally need to invest in some bumper stickers that said I packed that ass up for Polo Fields Lawn Care Service. Ah, somebody get on that today. Somebody get on yes. that today. We yes. need that. Yes, I like that. <laughs> Seriously, like Joel. Like as a solo business operator. The most important thing that has, you know, se- segued into this is that as a solo operator, I feel like it is very important that your work and quality of work is literally able to sell itself because yep. guess how much time or money I spend on advertising or promotion? Uh, about as much as you spend on, uh, tofu and, uh, lab grown meat. Yeah. So as much as I spend on tofu. (laughs) Exactly. And MDMA because speed balls. (laughs) Because the, the the truth is, is that I have the stop cars and I also get the calls out of nowhere where they, I, I get the, on the other end, they're saying, I understand you do such and such, such as lawn. Uh, that lawn look not real. <laughs> that lawn looks not real. That looks like fake grass. Uh, so, you know, that's versus you going door to door, pasting up flyers, whatever, and Basically, I'm of the opinion, too, where if I need to do that, I think there's something wrong. Well, hang on. Hang on. I'll play play the balance in this scenario uh, because Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've knocked on many, many tens of thousands of doors across my career. Tens uh, of thousands for real? Oh yeah, dude. I dude, oh, listen, boy. when I was at Hard in the Paint, Drew Green, when I was at Fairway Lawns, what do you think I did on the weekends? I I wanted those sales bonuses. I was out knocking doors all damn day. Smooth talking, hype train, just fired up at the door. Sir, I am going to spray your lawn today. Let me tell you. 3 weeks from now, you're going to think I'm an absolute psychopath. Three months from now, you're never going to hire another lawn service again. Do you get where I'm going with this? All right, let's get going. And that is, I mean, I had for years, I did that for years. And then and now when I went into and, business with myself, I'm still doing the same you know, thing now. Uh, no different. Yeah, going to, going to crack, cracked in hydroponic stores and stuff. Hey, you know, <laughs> which is funny. Oh, where I, I, we, need, we, need, we need an update on that too later. We, we need an update on that later. That's a hell of a story. Well, well, that's a that's more of a burner return story, but it was. I was I was I was door knocking on a damn hydroponic store when I met Ryan and Ray. I mean, not a lot has changed. (laughs) I still hustle door to door. What I do, Um, but 
you, you know, when, when I went into business for myself and you, you know, when you, when you do that and you've got zero customers and you know, you've got uh, a wife and a kid at home and you're wondering how, how the hell you're going to make any money. You got to knock on doors to get those first customers going. Right. And, uh, and yeah. so, you know, there, I, I wouldn't say there's anything necessarily inherently wrong with it. When you, when you've got to, when you, you got to put a little money in your pocket, how are you going to make money? Well, you, you got to go ask to, to work for somebody. Right. And uh, so I'm definitely uh, not shy about that. And I, I definitely don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Um, it's in, in, you know, we can go real deep in the market, but I kind of wanted to touch back on, you know, your decision to invest in a piece of equipment and why I think that's actually uh, a very smart thing to do. And, uh, and what makes your, you so much exceptionally smarter is the fact that you invested in a permagrade because we know, <laughs> that every other machine on the face of the planet is uh, is garbage. Uh, I'm teasing. I'm teasing, of course. I, <laughs> I'm the permagreen yeah, yeah. fanboy of permagreen yeah. fanboys here, but yeah, point yeah. Matt's just trying that, to trigger someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit posting in real life. Um, the my my point is is that you are not just investing in your business; you're actually investing in yourself. And when you're a solo operator, you are the person that has to get up in the morning. It's your legs that have to be able to perform the work. It's your brain that has to be sharp enough to make the appropriate decisions. And investing in a piece of equipment that will save your legs, save your back, and save your mind to make the best decisions possible while you're out in the field is the smartest decision you can make. The caveat to that, or it's not even a caveat, is that the, the, the double bonus on the back end of that is that now... You can take on additional work without becoming overloaded because your workday was just shortened so much. So it's a win-win in all aspects. You get to go harder, longer, and you get to take on additional customers because your time of actual work for the day has shrunk so much, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and so it's a it, it it doesn't it only makes sense to acquire the tools that make your life easier, just like having the SCAG does, right? And you know, before we get into the argument of Skag versus Xmark or whatever, and I've mowed probably more grass with a Skag than I have any other mower, so you know you're in you're in good comfort here. Um, but you know it's what you feel comfortable with too, right? And uh, and you feel you you know the Skag caught your eye. You you've got the most experience on it now. You feel comfortable with it. You know how to fix it when something, but you can hear something going wrong with it before it actually breaks at this point because it's an extension of you. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, the same thing with, with a, a permagreen or whatever machine you choose to go with, you know, it becomes an extension of you and whatever you feel most comfortable with and then, you know, run with it. And, and I mean, run fucking hard too, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's, let, let me, let me clear it up for the, the audience. <clears throat> so permagreen, but of course I call it a polo green. So you can clear that <laughs> up, but, um, Yes, it it most definitely, uh, and and that's the thing that I was thinking about. Of course, that was that was a a tough decision for me, and and what I'm going to go into, you all forgive me. It's going to it's going to lead into the GIE night, um, because I I, I love renovating. I love renovating. I have videos about renovating, renovating lawns, and I think the the video that I put on um my channel. Um, the line is about like 13,000, probably almost 14,000 square foot. And you're talking about renovating that whole entire line, starting over from scratch, 
seeing that grass grow, seeing how that grass comes in. So to go to the GIE and um, Stinger is actually located up here where they where they manufacture their, their aerators to to think, OK, man, you know, I can sit up there and actually go do more renovations and I can just ride the back of this thing. Just boom, just boom, boom, boom. Just knock them things out. But I mean, renovation still is a lot of wear and tear on, on your body, regardless of how you look at it. Uh, but still, I, I had to look at as far as me doing fertilization. Yes, I can be able to take on more work. Yes, I can be able to do my uh, my jobs more uh, effectively. And I'm not tired at the end of the day. You know, I'm I'm fine because I've been basically just kind of riding all all day. So that there was a a great decision that was made, and you all have to forgive me, because I know that you all are going to sit up here and talk about. Uh, I, I know Aldo's going to say it. You're going you're gonna to say, you're going to type in Spinelli's. Lord Jesus, why did y'all go to that place? Mm. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Spinelli's well, I, I, is the only. Is the only pizza place that's probably open here about like four or five o'clock in the morning. So, correct. You know, it's like White can't, Castle. Can't, it's like White Castle. Can't, can't confirm. It's open. It, it did the job. It's open. It's open. It's open. You know, and, and and it's open for a reason because the only people that are up that late are you know they 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 ain't walking a straight line. But uh, you know, um, <laughs> when. <laughs> When when we was at the the place as far as doing the uh you know the karaoke and all those things, man, uh I was there. I was there. Um we were just kind of like hanging back, just talking, just chopping it up and everything. And the only thing that I could really think about was okay, getting this, getting this permagreen, where do you go from here as far as for the future? That was the only thing that was on my mind. Not to take away from <laughs> all of the fun and everything oh, yeah. that was had. That was the only thing that I was really kind of homing on, think, thinking about just like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. So I had to really kind of remove myself, even though, you know, Matt was over having such a wonderful time. I had to remove myself because I was like, I, I got to go. I can't I can't I don't want to sit up here and just look like the black sheep sitting over here and everybody's having fun dancing. Just, and I'm sitting over here in deep thought. You know, just 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 sitting up here looking like what I don't you, belong. Well, you just dropped well, you a know what, significant Polo, amount of cash, though. Like I get it. Like you know, it's a you big know what, deal. Polo, what did I just how, do? Yeah, 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 yeah. You just dropped a significant amount of money, but then here's how I look at it. Okay, here's how I look at it all: is in business for me when I do something like that. I feel, or I have this sense where if I do this and if it makes sense, it's almost like Kevin Costner plowing up his cornfield and turning it into a baseball field. If you do it, if you build it, they will come. But in in my case, he did it. If I buy it, if I if I buy it, uh, I'm gonna have it, and 
because I have it, uh, the work then finds me because Matt, to you know, bring that home that home that point. There is a month that doesn't go by where I'm not starting up the Geo Ripper. Okay, and that's a not insignificant investment either because that thing's almost four thousand dollars. Yeah, that's almost four thousand dollars, but uh, I'm making my share of trouble with it. As you should, and, and that's. And- Go. You go ahead. You go, mate. You go. You go. No, I'm just saying, like you know, it, you're sitting there thinking all you can do with it and everything, but you know, it it starts out with simple math. I mean, you just said you're doing basically, you know, you went from three yards in an hour up to as many as nine yards in an hour, right? You know, so you just mm-hmm. increased increased your throughput that much, right? So you can start figuring out your ROI and how quickly it's going to come back to you and you know that's that that's how you have to look at it and i i see people um even successful what we would consider to be successful people profitable people how should i say that uh that buy stuff and have no idea what their numbers are and it gets them in trouble sometimes so i you're not wrong for sitting there contemplating the biggest purchase of your you know or one of the biggest purchases that you know your business is taken on so far so don't don't beat yourself up yeah plus yeah you know, oh, no. and people are built differently listen when i sign checks like that the first thing i do is i go to the bar and i drink and pretend like i just didn't do that so you know <laughs> everybody's built a little different and and you know I, I wasn't i wasn't beating myself up or anything like that it was it was just yeah that, that's that's all I can think about. That's all I can yep. think about. And I and I really was going down the road as far as okay, um, you know, I test I test drove it, did all those things, worked me and Dan talked and did all that. I had ample enough time to kind of work with it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna, you know, because my first permagreen. And um, yes, I was looking at other pieces of equipment, but the permagreen just kind of like just you know, it was my ah type of moment, you know, walking up to it. So I was just like, man, you know, I can I can honestly do this and I can do this. And then when I get home, I can still I will be fine. I won't be worn out. I won't be worn out. And it, it just it just that that was all that I was thinking about. Just business first. On the flip side of that. Man, I wanted to have fun, man, with you all, man. I wanted I wanted to sit <laughs> over there. Man, the the footage that I seen. Everybody Let kept their clothes something. on, but everything else was on the table, I think, that night. You know. <laughs> let, was... let me let me tell you, let me tell you something. This yeah. there's there's several reasons why, and, and shout out to my man Turf. I love you, my brother. There's certain reasons why I wear why, why I'm wearing this shirt, Turf Cheated. Okay. Because in the be, in the beginning of that night, when there was some issues with uh the mid the uh right. I'm gonna just leave it right there. Turf cheated <laughs> and got Ray where Ray needed to be. No. So of course, it was not, one, only, it, it was not only Robert. It it was a total collaboration where. <laughs> oh, okay, you know, okay. Because all I've seen was, was Turf. Uh, <laughs> no, because 
the fact of the matter is, is that I thought, okay, now what the hell? And next thing I know, there's turf, and then there's Lushy Jr. And I think I'll tell you how this all went down. I'll tell you how this all went down. Is they? I, I wasn't there. I was in the back. So they they came back and they said, "Hey, listen, Ray can't come in." And we're like, both Palmer and I were like, "Bullshit!" Like what? we're like we're so. Of course, lushy, angry New England asshole hears this. He gets all bent out of shape. He's had a few bias by that point. And, Already. Uh, so yeah. we all we all sort of uh, fell into our role. So I went and found the back gate. Lushy grabbed Lushy <laughs> Jr. and Robert went into full mission planning mode. We pulled out. We pulled out the phone. We found the way back. We found out. Okay, hey, we you know did a little orienteering to figure out. Okay, hey, like there's our stars. Okay, yep, we're gonna go this way. And yeah, it, it just made it work, man. It was uh, it was it was good. It was good. We got Ray you in, see, and the, then the best part was the end of the night. All... The end of the night when Ray walks out, and the bar t- or no, the uh, bouncer was like, "Hey, how'd you get in here?" Yeah, how how did the fifty year old Hawaiian guy get in here? Hmm, I don't know. Without an ID, that's for sure, yeah. pal. Huh? Bye bye. Fifty. Yeah, fifty. I'm I'm damn fifty. I mean, what the what the hell? I mean, uh, but aside from that, uh, yeah, it was a matter of uh, you know, Lushy Junior. and uh, and Turf seeing me in front, and he goes. Come on, Ray. We know how to fix this, and then, hey, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. And, and, and my immediate, th- my immediate thought was, yeah, you don't tell the army guy no. no. <laughs> you don't tell the army guy no. I mean, it's like I'm uh, you, now. He you're in a world it. of trouble. <laughs> he didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure that the next move was going to resort to uh, turf putting the bouncer in a sleeper hold. And put and make him pass out for a little bit in that little alleyway, so Ray could just walk right in. <laughs> yeah, it could have happened too. Yeah, it could have. And, and see, and see from from my point of view, I was standing there talking to the guy. I'm talking to the guy, right? And I'm like, "What's going on? What's the, you know, what's the big deal, man? I mean, dude, I mean, he, look at him. You know what? What's what's the problem? <laughs> and out of out of my peripheral vision, I see turf like. And I, I saw, I just, all I just see them getting small and small and small. And they hit that corner. And I was like, see, look at Turf. Look at it. Look at him. He, he just, he just, he's up to, he's up to, he's on a mission right about now. And then I, all of a sudden yeah. I go in and I see Ray. And I'm like, see, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's, that's all love. <laughs> yeah, rumor has it he killed the guy. I don't know that to be fact, but uh, that's, that was yeah, the rumor. But, uh, but the, but the funny thing is, is that, as I, as I said on another show, I then proceeded to do exactly what that bouncer thought I was going to do. <laughs> Got okay. in and had a damn good time. It was. Yeah, it well, was you know, here's the, here, here's the thing is that I, I would say this is that uh, it, it speaks volumes about our community because, okay, I will say this is that golf it has a very, very high sense of camaraderie amongst the professionals that are in that side of it sports turf Mm -hmm. 
close, but not quite as much as golf. And lawn care is like way down here. I mean, it it is much more like, hey, you're my competition. I'm not going to hang with you because whatever. And I think, you know, this community and like the we working crew and all like, I think everybody's just out to help each other because I, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't, it, it goes back to the earlier statements that we had is that the people that hang with us just want to learn. Like they know that their knowledge base is never finished, that the science is not finite and the ability to improve oneself, make more money, get better, get bigger, whatever it is that your goal is, is in, completely in front of you. You're never going to reach it, right? You're never going to get there. So keep chasing it, keep doing the right things and it, and things just tend to work out. So I thought it was really cool that we all just got to hang and nobody was like, well, you know, Hey man, like I did, you know, uh, 600 K in business last year. Would you do oh, man, like the 2 million. Right. Like, nobody was, nobody was getting into a prick waving contest. It was just hang. I went bankrupt. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I have That's to tell solid. you, I, I, can I tell you rule number one of the prick waving contest? You have to get it up to win. And <laughs> Yeah, I got on TRT. Uh, we, I'm good now. Do we have the? Do like we have the? Two, do we? Do we have the tuba noise from Price is Right? Bump, bump, bump. Yeah. Hey, listen, Matt. Matt, here's here's what happened. Debbie, Downer. you went. You went to the wheel and you spun ninety five both times. Just it was bad luck. You wanted to push it for that last five cents. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. That's we still love you though. We still love you. You're gonna go home with uh, a sailboat and uh, you know two reclining chairs that have a toilet in them, so you can shit yourself while you're watching television. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was uh, that's the thing is that at no time is this about okay, who's got more customers? Who's uh, you know who's got more equipment? I mean, to me, that is not what it's about because okay my question is is that with the customers that and equipment that you have what do you do what do you produce okay that is that is my uh, my bottom line because uh you see that grass behind me there's a story behind that grass oh it's back there that's it now yeah, 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 yeah. Ray, I swear to God, someday I, we're going to figure out a way for you to come live remote from that lawn and freak everybody the fuck out. That's what I want to see. Well, better better hurry up because uh, I'm, I'm also scaring my customers in another way. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to have our friends come out and do segment? the five... No, it's not 5G. It's he's going to have our uh, our compatriot come out there and do the five step lawn test in Hawaii again for the second year in a row. <laughs> the world, no, the no. Le- the world tour. The wor- no, not <laughs> him, not him. Lord, no, because besides oh. that, I also don't want to get elbowed in the chest either. Not well, really, because I mean, if that happens, a- if that happens, then I'm going to really go after hurt him. Okay. I'm yeah, going to have to hurt him. We, yeah, we, any, we don't want to do that. Go on. But in any case, yeah, the, the reason why I'm scaring these people is I say there's a remote possibility that 
I'm not going to be here to take care of your lawn anymore. Boom, boom, boom. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> dropping, dropping hints, dropping secrets. Dropping Say, hints. you know what? Watch out, mainland. Watch That's out, real. mainland. Hey. You I've already no filled out the SBA coming. application for the Herbicide Hall of Fame. I'll have you know. So, <laughs> Ray here. Uh, so okay. So back to uh, so tell me about the accounts you guys take you take care of now. So uh, with being Louisville, I'm assuming mostly cool season, but I'm sure there's some warm season. What what do you got grass wise? And let's talk about some of the issues that have come up that you're you know you got to push yourself a little bit to learn about and figure out how to uh, make better. Uh, majority of the lines up here are cool season. And there is some lines. I do have some lines that does have some uh, Bermuda in it. It's got that, that gift that keeps giving that, that weed that we won't talk about, but um, <clears throat> majority of them are cool season lines. Um, so, the one thing that I normally will deal with a lot throughout the whole entire season, and um, it's it's continually continuously te- teaching me, and I'm learning uh, more about it is funguses. Um, I had okay. Let me just put it this way: in it, it's, it's all weather permitted. But normally around derby time, okay, this is this is this is the analysis that I'm coming up with now. Um, that's when it starts to get a little sticky. So a couple of years ago, um, you know, I was just learning as I go as I'm and I'm as I'm still learning now, but when I would apply a fungicide, I was missing that window. So I'm getting hit with brown patch and things of that nature. Uh, it wasn't until one year, uh, and I actually have a picture on that, where in my ditch area, I started to get hit with Pythium blight. And it was that that picture right there. So it, it was one of those things where you lay down, you go to bed, you get up, boom. What in the world is this? So, of course, as you can see, my mower tracks from me taking my skag in that little area, uh, mm-hmm. that whole entire area, sometimes when it rains, it just hold water. Of course, the water runs a certain type of way. So once I started to kind of get hit with um brown patch and and not just in my line but in, in, in others as well brown patch and then experiencing pythium blight those things it made me dive deeper into it because the window for fungus is derby time all the way up until the, you know the weather wants to stop acting right so even after september um i have a a, a video that i put up the lawn that I renovated, or the one that I did the video on, uh, I had everything planned out, right? And this is this is when we had uh, Pete on our our uh, we working live stream. Everything planned out. I'm gonna go up here the day of. I'm just doing a short video. I'm gonna go up here. I'm gonna show this this lawn 
how the grasses came in, everything is money green, bam, you know, everything is just, just hitting in the right direction. I go up there, got my little shirt on and everything and looking all professional for the camera. Just, you know, just I'm, I'm ready to go, right? And as I'm surveying the lawn with my phone, I start seeing some mycelium. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is Pythium. This is Pythium. So I literally had to leave drive a good eight, nine miles away, go change, come back, you know, ha have my, have my Sudo Max and everything and spray. And then I had to, that was the, that's what the video was basically about. And I was kind of giving the message to the people saying, look, man, don't lose heart. Just be, just, just because everybody wants their renovations to go well. Everyone wants things to go well, but whenever you have setbacks, there's always a lesson in it. So get the lesson. That's the main thing. But Pythium, Brown Patch, those things, they just, it's, it's just known to, you're just known to have diseases around here, just, just, just in this particular area. And th that's, that's the reason why I've just kind of really wanted to share with people um, just different things about those diseases, things that you can be able to do. Um, products that they probably possibly can be able to use. You know, a lot of those products are, you know, they're they're not made for you know homeowners to sit up there and buy. But th that's one of the things that kind of just like you know. But it's something that you learn about that every year because you can you can you can get a fungus in this line in this line it won't be anything, and then the next year you turn around you get a fungus in this line. And the line got fungus, you know. I mean, it's it's so it's kind of like a hit and miss every now and then. So that's that's something that kind of keeps me uh, going, shall I say? So, you know, there is in 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 our area because uh, I'm not too far south from you. It, it's not a matter of if you get disease; it's when you get disease. Um, there you and go. you can do just about everything imaginable, but uh, you know when it. At, at the end of the day, you know, right plant, right place, arguably is tall fescue the right plant for what we're dealing with here or, or even Kentucky bluegrass. Is that, is that the right plant where we are now and um, how our summers look and, uh, you know, everything being pushed forward a little bit earlier now. And it's, it's different. And, you know, we have to adapt to that. And unfortunately, genetics are not quite there at the point being able to allow for 100% efficacy against you can have a turf grass that scores really really well in the intep on uh brown patch resistance but mm -hmm. you know the difference between scoring a 7.3 and a 9 is the difference between you having uh a 30% coverage of brown patch and 0% coverage of brown patch right and you think about it you have a yard with 30% brown patch for an applicator we pull up we see that we you're th thinking, do I, do I turn around and go home? Do I cancel this customer? Do I call them and tell them? You, you know, what, how the hell do I? It's it's panic mode, right? You think about that shit before you go to sleep. When you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing you're thinking about. And there's, it presents just a whole new set of, of dilemmas. And until you get a few seasons under your belt, watching it, tracking the trends, recording the data, 
you know, I saw it on this date. These were the conditions on this date. These were the 10 previous weather conditions on the 10 previous days. Then you can start to see trends, right? And then that way, as it starts to develop in the future, you've got a game plan that, okay, I'm looking at my future cast. This looks like I'm going to be in a world of hurt. Let's go ahead and start moving on. And, uh, and that, you know, that's one of those things you can, you can teach that and teach that and teach that, but until you experience it and not just from a physical standpoint, but experience it from an emotional standpoint, um, especially if you take this shit serious, it's a, it's a completely different animal than just being a law enforcement, you know what I mean? Of just being the, the, the guy making the application on the, uh, because it, it, it just hits different when you pull up and you see your yard in that kind of condition, especially when you saw it two days before and it was blowing from out of the So, and, and, I, and, the, and the thing, let me interject, Matt, really quick. Yep. The thing about it is <clears throat> when a person, when a customer loves their life, okay, I, I, ha- I have a video on, on a customer's line that got hit. I renovated their lawn, loved it. Whole cul-de-sac. They love the lawn. Beautiful. Beautifulest thing ever. Of course, it's surrounded around a bunch of Bermuda and tall fescue lines. So this guy calls me on a Monday, beginning of the week. Man, my grass is brown. I don't understand. What's going on? What's what's happening? What's happening? Well, I, dude, I, I don't know. You know, send me some pictures and then I'll I'll come out and take a look at it and see. And this is right in the window where somebody let the army worms out of the cage and they went crazy, uh, right? So oh, it was oh. just basically it, it was hitting everywhere. Now, major- none, none of my people's lines that I take care of got hit with army. But I, I do have a bunch of lawn care buddies whose whose lawns they get hit with it, right? So that's the only thing I'm thinking about. That's all you see on freaking YouTube. You hear about it on the news, you know. Just these, you know, people's grass just turned brown. Like, all right, let me drive up here. Let me go, go up here and go see what's going on. I'm going up here, and I'm just I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm gonna just grab me some army worms. Let's just grab you army worms. I get out of the truck. The first thing I see is mycelium. So I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So I'm just looking like he comes outside. Man, you see that stuff, man? I say, man, look, this ain't no army worms. Because the, the first thing that, that triggered me is, of course, you know, it's, the grass is brown over here and then it's green. And, it's, it's, you know, the army worms are right there just kind of eating away, eating the, eating the, the uh, green grass, right? And I'm like, man, this is army worms, man. I, I get up close and I look at it and I start seeing the mycelium. I'm just like, you got to freak, got to be kidding me. And it was like one of those things I've learned from watching Matt that when you pull up to a place, you pull up with everything that you need. <laughs> I, I would have, I would have had to drive a long way to go get what I needed and then come all the way back because he 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 uh he said that he's seen the brown spots in his yard on a Saturday. 
by the time mm-hmm. Monday got here, he was like, man, it was, it's, it's, it's just my whole side is gone. And of course, once I get, fixed everything and measured everything and did all of that, it was about a good, about 2,500, almost 3,000 square foot. That was, that was done, roasted, toasted out of there. So it was one of those things where I was just like, you know, it's, it's, it's another, it's another learning experience. And of course, once I get out there, I get to looking, I get to seeing that he has a commercial mower. I'm looking at his tracks. I'm looking at his downspout, seeing where the water's running. I'm just, you know, the foot track area over here and this and that. And I'm kind of just adding everything's up. And I'm like, man, okay, this is what we're going to have to do. And it's not one of those things where, where, um, it's a upsell for me. Sort of like you let your work speak for itself. It's one of those things where, okay, you see what happened to your line, right? <laughs> you called me. I didn't come out here and plant nothing in your yard. <laughs> you called me. So what we're going to have to do next year is we're going to have to put you on a program so that you hopefully won't experience this again and then have to go through having me come out here and purchasing seed and see, Lord Jesus, seed is just it's spiked up. It's everything is just, everything's gone up, right? So it's like, you know, you won't have to hopefully go through these things again. You know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Get some out of this lesson here. So I didn't have to sit up there and really, you know, yeah, man, you know, you need to get this. And then we need to start applying some insecticides and such and so on and so forth. I I don't have to say anything. I'm here to help you. I'm here to correct this. I'm here to go ahead and take care of this for you and then get some new grass down. So that you can continue having a good line that you have so that it won't be an eyesore to you and your neighbors and everybody that comes over and looks at your beautiful line in this area where you barbecue at. Let's go ahead and take care of this so that we won't have to visit this hopefully again next year. Now, what we, you know, and and there's other things I'm not going to keep on uh, blabbering on, but that's other things that I'll talk to him about as far as you know, doing something with his downspouts and maybe, you know, having extension somewhere, doing all those things. But it's just, it's one of those things where you just, me, me personally up here in this area, you're just going to always go through that. You're going to always go through it. And to me, it's one of those things where you will always learn. So that's, that's just really been really this year, a big teacher to me is dealing with a lot of funguses, seeing a lot of people with funguses in their lawns, having a lot of lawn care companies come to me saying, hey, what is this? Uh, I'm showing you this on my phone. Can you can you help a brother out? And, you know, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, OK, yeah, you know, I, I know exactly what that is. Um, this is this is what they may need to do. Or if you're taking care of it or, you know, true green or whatever the case may be, this is what you have. This is what you're dealing with. This is what you're going to deal with. And if you don't take care of it, you know, depending on what your what type of fungus this is, yeah, you may be digging in your pockets later on. So, sorry to drag it out. Man. All right, you're good. No, no problem. No problem. You're good. You're good. Uh, because here's my most feared thing. Okay, because you basically triggered me. Okay, <laughs> you know when you said. Subdue Mac, I was triggered. 
And do you know why it was triggered? Oh, no. Because Abdul Mac is typically pulled out when you have active and emergent pisium infection right now. Because in my line of work, by the time I start to see brown spots, I'm too late. Because uh, right before I met up with uh, Matt and Ryan in uh, <laughs> in the States, I put the lawns that I know get these kind of things on the SDFU and don't get the sniffles mix. <laughs> 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 because... Never heard Green Doc, your bedside manner is so becoming. <laughs> <laughs> because my disease time runs from October till April or May. That's my disease season. And last thing I'd want is for somebody to be emailing me or even calling me, telling me that there are these brown patches or spots opening up in their lawn. And when you said piscium, I know what piscium is. <laughs> I also know what brown patch is, too. <laughs> I know quite well what brown patch is and armyworm. I know what armyworm is, too. And by the way, this is the time of the year where armyworm can be especially hungry. Mm. So, mm. you know, it. Mm -hmm. um, that's right. I mean, and if you don't have your shit together in my area, you don't get to enjoy Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's because you're going to hear about lawns with brown patches in them at that time. For control measures, Demay, uh, let's 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 go through this link you shared here, and uh, yeah, there's, I've got a couple of them I want to share. Here. This is this is some good stuff here. Yeah, so uh, you know what we talk about learning and where you where some of these resources are. I will be dead honest with you that uh, Polo a lot of. What I know is not necessarily what I know, but I know where to go to get the answer or who to go to get the answer. And building out that network is so huge for people that want to learn and be successful uh, business owners or if you're a DIY or whatever. Is build out that network, always be looking to add people you know, that are smart. So uh, we've got a little link here, maybe. Maybe. Hey, mm -hmm. it's back. Hey, hey there jump it is. Up. Jump over to the 2021 fungicide report, J Pink. I'm sorry. Uh, if you go to the oh, oh there, there you go. The summer research report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a good one. Go down. It should have the brown patch lawn. Let's click on that real quick. The report, and then we can do photos. So. It's a uh, two and a half inch tall fescue. So, you know, Paul, this is in Madison, Wisconsin, 
you know, not necessarily indicative of the climate of Louisville, but they still get pressure up there. It's still good to kind of have something to work with. So they're talking about uh, sprayable and granular fungicides, which, hey, Ray, we know how I feel about it, but they perform pretty well in this in this particular uh, situation here. You see, that works before you have a problem. Onset, yes. uh, Versus, uh, I don't care what kind of prophylactic you use, but it's too late for the prophylactic when you get the text or the phone call that says, Honey, I'm late. Yep. Hey, (laughs) I love you, sweetheart. I love you. Uh, yeah damn i'm good um so you know a, 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 <laughs> uh never i can't say that one never mind um so all you know all treatments initiated here on june 10th so in your neck of the woods i put you about four weeks ahead of these cats easily so we're at about derby time right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of when you have to start. They inoculated some of these plots. So they took active disease and inoculated. But the other ones here, you'll notice they talked about they double bagged it, Ray, double covered them with evergreen tarps to try and juice that stuff up and get some disease in there. Force the, force the infection. Yep. Correct. So basically mm-hmm. what they're saying is their non-treated controls had about 25% disease by the 24th of August. Right. So the study runs about, you know, 10, 11 weeks, something like that. All fungicide treatments significantly reduced brown patch severity. Okay, liquid treatments and the Headway G provided the best brown spot suppress or brown patch uh, suppression. They missed a word there. Uh, go on down here to the table real quick, J Pink. So they look at the brown patch severity. So they're looking at uh, a percent of the stand here in this top table, showing you how what uh, approximate percentage of the turf is infected with brown patch. So you can see there the uh, the pillar SC the liquid treatment doing real well. That Exoxy mm-hmm. two select also doing real well. Armada little little chink in the armor there on the on the eleventh of August, but it got through. It it recovered. Okay, and your headway G. So uh, these are when they were rated. I believe they made. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, three apps in total. So monthly apps here on twenty eight day intervals. Okay, and then here's your turf mean quality across these plots so interesting stuff here polo to look at just in terms of you know with the fungicide program it's starting on time and we had a really good discussion about brown patch with paul outlaw who i don't know if he's still in the chat or not but hey paul um what's up paul had a good we had a good chat related to brown patch and you know with him being uh in the carolinas i think you know not too uh, dissimilar from what you would face so that's real good, and I think it's it's good to look at these resources. The other thing, let me pull this up. I think I got the right link here. I will send this over to JPink, and we can take a look at this one real quick. Uh, yeah. Throw this one up. This is always a good one. Matt, this one's interesting, and I, I honestly, I, I think I glanced at this a long, long time ago, but didn't really digest it and now i am i have and... read this motherfucker i can't tell you how many times <laughs> and i still you know get don't nervous. get it i just it makes well me so nervous. 
so you know so polo the whole idea like you know people say if you juice this stuff up with and especially in the summertime on tall fescue you're leaving yourself more susceptible so of course the turf pathologist at nc state said hey let's try to go break this shit and see what we can do right so they were giving you can see here the pounds of n per year going down the table here one two three four five six all the way uh, up to six and then they had zero here so you know you can see the months of application the turf quality that they're rating here and then they're looking i want you to look specifically each year at the brown patch severity now ray for the folks that didn't pass stats what do all those a's mean right down that column right there those lowercase a's those lowercase a's oh man no statistical difference right ray yeah, 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 zero difference, zero difference, and at this point, at least for nitrogen on turf type tall fescue, there's little to no statistical difference. However, here's the caveat to this. Uh huh. The caveat to this is that. Your disease severity is also influenced by turf density and amount of moisture and ability to maintain that turf at your desired height of cut. Because you see, under a high nitrogen regime, what typically mm -hmm. happens in a non-golf or non-sports field situation is too much a lot of nitrogen means that whoever's cutting the grass can't keep up with it yeah and in Reality. that case you, when you know <laughs> this is sort of like the uh the self-fulfilling prophecy here polo is like uh you don't want to you know you want to fertilize and keep it nice and green but you don't want to create more work and more of a hassle so that if you're coming back every seven days, it looks like a jungle, right? And, right. and so I think the the moral of the story here is that they, they did see some differences in a few of these years, not not huge, but enough to be statistically different. So that three pounds thing is, you know, it still holds true, but, you know, if you need to be a little bit higher, basically what this is saying is at least on urea uh, and in North Carolina, things seemed to be pretty close uh, unless you approach six pounds, which... If you're running a uh, lawn care program that you're selling to a homeowner on six pounds, like I'm not sure there's some guys out there, right, Matt? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, there are, buddy. <laughs> yes, on cool season. Yeah, on cool season. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Who are these too. people, yeah. and what kind They're of what kind of vacations do they get from? Uh, yeah. You get to well, go they to... don't mow. I promise you that. These guys do not mow. <laughs> I didn't either. So, uh, I well, may, and that, may dude, not. I've you... had a couple people that got six pounds in. I, uh, you know, I do find that fascinating. I've never really, like, thought about that. And especially, like, in the one-man band, like, it's all sort of coming together. But it, it is an interesting. Like, it's nice. We always bitch about that, right? Um, in, well, hey, you know, you're this lawn boy. But you don't mow, you don't control the irrigation, 
any of the other, you know, the mowing, anything that gets done the lawn. So, of course, you're the scapegoat. But, you know, that control that we all would love to have, Polo has that. And I think that's a very powerful thing. Now, it's also a fine line. There's more stuff to manage. There's more plates to juggle, all that kind of stuff. But I, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Polo? Is that like, if it would it be more simple if it was just one thing? Or would you rather be the cook that's got like six dishes going on the, you know, on the flat top and you're just firing out orders out the window? Uh, uh, the simplicity is the best way to go. Um, <laughs> Says the guy who's got like six, six gigs and he's making music on one take for our dumb little show because he loves us. But I have to counterpoint. I have to counterpoint okay. because by being in control of everything, yeah, you make it extremely simple. Because if I didn't have as much control as I do, here's who I'd have to be keeping track of or dealing with and being down their throat all the time. I'd have to be on the mowing person's ass. Mm-hmm. And I'd also have to be on the irrigation person's ass too, because I don't care what I'm able to apply to a lawn if the mowing is not correct and there's an issue with the irrigation or the watering. Can I can I tell a I mean, true story? I, I, I cannot. Matt, do you tell that. any fake stories ever? Uh, nope, but uh, this one's always fun. So I had I had a customer lakefront property, beautiful piece of property, kind of cut out into the woods. And, a lakefront uh, lawn, the, a lakeside lawn. Lakeside, oh, whatever. yeah, the lakeside lawn. Uh, uh, d- did you have uh, like short, like almost <laughs> up to your guts, uh, cutoffs and no shirt? <laughs> No, but that was pretty close to my work <laughs> uniform. Uh, but I I show up to this this property and uh, and this this dude, he was a super high end client. He lived in South Africa part of the year, and then he was in the U.S. part of the year. And um, he was gone. I thought, and I showed oh, up. Boy, and this yard had been scalped. This tall fescue lawn had been scalped to half an inch. I mean, there was there was nothing less left except for exposed crowns of the plant, and I wow. walked this thing, and I I was actually on the phone with another lawn guy at the time, um, uh, Josh Whitaker in Nashville, and I was losing my mind. And this is like this is like June or July time frame. It's been cut down to half an inch. I'm stomping around this yard, and I'm like, well, you know, I. I've got to fertilize it to try and get some tissue back in it. And it's, you know, not the kind of year where I need to be doing this, but you know, you got to do what you got to do kind of thing. And I, I get back on the permagrain and I, I ride down and I get into the backyard and I see this and it just, it just crawls all over me. And I, I am screaming in this backyard. I'm so, I'm screaming. These dumb motherfuckers. I can't believe they fucking got it this low. Just boop, 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 boop. <laughs> And I think the guy's out of the country. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really getting my frustration out of my system right now. 
And <laughs> I make a turn at one end of the driveway, and I look up, and there's the homeowner standing on the back porch. Oh, and I, I thought you were like, going to say it was the guys with the straight jacket. <laughs> I was the one in the straight jacket. And so there's I, a mental Tennessee confused. fan on my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I turned off the permagreen. He was like, uh, I just came out to check on you. It sounded like you were having a real hard time out here. Are you okay? And uh, I was like, listen, buddy, no, I'm not okay. Who cut your yard? He's like, yeah, one of the old retired guys up the road was, uh, you know, wanted to do it. I, I just, I let him do it. And I was like, do you not think this looks a little bit ridiculous? And he's like, yeah, but I mean, you know, just grass, it'll grow back. I'm like, no, 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 no. And part of it is that, you know, I'm, I'm selling from my own pocketbook, right? And I know what I charge this guy to do his yard. And, uh, and, I don't know. Why did I even bring that? True story, though. I told I told that that story in uh, in uh, the professional lawn care applicator group on Facebook, and um, I ended up getting into a fight with that guy talking about how unprofessional that was. Oh, come on! What what really stuck out was that first off, that guy ever thought I had a shred of professionalism in in uh treating lawns ever can we say that uh high, highly qualified unprofessional that is that's your job title yes i think i always had a hat on backwards i'm always buttoned down two buttons uh you know three years previous three. up to that you know normally i had a cigarette hanging out of my mouth at this time i didn't <laughs> uh so you know there, i wasn't exactly the beacon of professionalism walking around with my shirt untucked and stuff and Stomping mud holes and screaming f words while I ride around on the yard. <laughs> I had words with that guy accusing me of attempting to be professional. I was like, no, 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 no. That is not the direction I'm trying to go. But what, Polo? Have you had any difficult? And you know, I mean, don't share anything if, if it's a current customer or something. But any difficult situations with customers yet? Like One conversations or them bitching or what? One that I, uh, well, let me see. As far as anybody complaining, um, no, I had one that I no longer have anymore. Um, and this was a couple of years back. Um, just me, just, you know, I'm just doing my normal thing. Just, just cutting lines on the street. And, you know, some people are, Hey, I like that line. You know, can you do mine? the same. Okay, cool. So I cut this one lady's line. And um, it's a it's a it's a mix. It's got tall fescue and Bermuda in it. I'm making this thing look good, right? I'm I mean I'm I'm making this thing shine, right? I'm sitting up there. I'm telling this lady, right. look, we're we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna, be, we're gonna get this line together, baby. We're gonna get this line right right now. It's looking crappy, but we're gonna get this line together. So I'm getting this line looking good. I mean, really good. Striping it up. People are commenting on it. She's giving me stories and doing all those things. What I did was I put my feelings into her lawn. Mm, and yes, yes. Look, I, I, I've been saying it all night. You got to learn. You got to learn, right? You got to get the lesson out of it. So what she did was trying to 
per se save money. She let her son cut her yard with a raggedy old beat up non rusty blades, non sharpened blade push mower. And this joker cut. I mean, I'm I'm cutting this thing. At, at, a, at a decent height. I think I was probably around between maybe maybe three and a half, three, three and three quarters, maybe probably somewhere around that range, between three and a half and four. Um, She sits up there and she lets him cut it. And this joker cuts the grass really low. I mean, just patches of grass, dead grass, I mean, grass just everywhere, right? So I'm coming over that week to go ahead and, and service her line and the others that I own that block. And I look down there because I'm because the grass is normally green. Looking at it and it's brown. I'm like, what in the world? What's somebody in anyone sprayed that grass? And I go down there and I start seeing all the clumps everywhere. And she comes out, oh yeah, you know, I I let my son cut the grass and you know, I I'll just see you next week. And I'm looking at her like. Everything that Matt was saying was was it was was going on in my head, right? And I'm like, mm. so needless to say, I don't cut her grass anymore. But you know, she she just she just she just looks at all the other lines on the street that has good lines. But I mean, that it just it just went up one one way and then now down another. And I was just like, okay, what I'm going to have to start doing? Like I said, this was a couple years ago. I'm going to have to stop putting my feelings into people's lines because one of my main objective, uh, besides me going out and going to cut one of my friend's lines, my main objective was to try to make people's lines look like mine or better. That's what I want to do. I'm, I'm here to try to ha- have your line looking the best that it, that, that, it can look regardless of where we got to go, what we got to do, you know, getting soil tests and doing all those things. I want your line to look good. That's that's the, that's the intentions I had with that particular lady. But when she did that. And and it's and, and don't take it the wrong way. It's, it's, I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, you like to be in control. Or you like to do with your control. No, no I'm, I'm not. I'm not. But when someone sits up there and does that. And they they don't know what they're doing because that line right there, when when that happened, that line suffered for a while because we were we were going into the heat and it it suffered. Now, you know, the the Bermuda grass didn't, but that 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 fescue took a beating. So it was just one of those things. I was like, okay, from now on, don't put your feelings into people's lines. Don't do that. Go out and do your job. Go do your job. And then just just go on to the next one because people will surprise you. They'll surprise you, and then then you'll you'll be like Matt. You'll be sitting up there just saying every every word. One of his special talents, where he every word comes out, you know. And you're just like, oh, no. Or so. you'll get to the point where you're you you just if somebody comes outside and asks you a question, you're like, I'm I'm done. I'm not treating your yard anymore. And they're like, I was just going to ask what you're applying. You're like, no, I'm not treating your yard anymore. You don't trust me. I don't trust you. I'm not treating your yard. <laughs> and they're, they're towards the end of, of, you know, me 
running routes every day. I mean, I I had become so hostile because I never could detach the emotion from it. Right. Every time I took a cancel, I wanted to call and fight with whoever called and canceled. Even even if they told me the most horrific story, you know, like oh, you know, we're having to cut finances because you know my wife got laid off. I'd be like. Does your wife earn all the fucking money? Why are you canceling me over it? Can't you cut out something else? How many times they pick up trash a week at your fucking house? <laughs> and it makes no sense, right? And I and you know, you walk away and you're like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. Like you need to stop that. And it happens. Though. Okay. That Mr. Jekyll Wands. Yeah, you know that whole scenario is where I have a nickname here in Hawaii. Oh, boy. No, it's, it's not a bad one. Well, you know, maybe it is. Some people <laughs> call me the law Nazi. Uh, styled after Seinfeld's soup Nazi. And the reason why is because, you know, related to that situation that you had where you got that one lawn to look great and then all it takes is someone that doesn't understand what they're doing and a clapped out push mower to ruin all of your good work. Uh, I literally tell people, all I want on this lawn is your feet, your kids' feet, your cat's feet, your dog's feet, and water. Anything else, please don't. Let me let me ask you this, Ken. Have you been in the position where you've been accused of killing a yard yet? No, but I've been in the position this year, beginning of this year. Well, I've been accused mm-hmm. of planting weeds in a person's lawn. Let ah. me give you the story. Yes, let, let me give you the story. Let me give you the story. So I go out to this person's lawn, brand new, brand new, you know, customer. Yeah, man, you know, I'm just digging, you know, your work and this and that. I'm seeing your videos, yada, yada, yada. Come, you know, come hook a brother up. All right. And I go out there. See some um, beginning. It's beginning of the year, so I'm seeing not not a lot of weed pressure, but just just a little bit, right? So where the temperature is starting to break, it's time to go ahead and you know get get these fertilizers down, get these get these pre-emergency in, doing all those things or whatever. So I you know I have no idea what this guy did last year. So I go up there. <clears throat> It is not that I'm trying to impress or anything like that, but I did pull out my secret weapon. I pulled out the carbon X. I went out there and I threw some of that carbon X down. I threw some of that down, right? And, you know, sprayed the weeds that I sprayed, did all of that. Everything is is lovely. I call the guy and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go ahead and come out and start uh, taking care of your line. I'm pretty sure you've greened up. Like really nice. You probably have the greenest line on the block right right now. Um, what is what is all of these uh uh purple flowers and stuff everywhere? <laughs> huh? what, what are you talking? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, these 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 purple flowers. You know where where did these come from? And I'm like, um, I have no idea. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna come out there and come look. I said, I I put down some fertilizer. I didn't put down any weeds. What you what you what you talking about, Jack? So this guy bas- basically he had a whole bunch of hemp that popped up, and I'm like, dude. That stuff was there from last year. That, that, I, I, ain't, I ain't put no, I ain't put no hembit in your yard. And the only thing that I know that grows really fast is ryegrass. It, it, it ain't been that long since the last time I've been up here. It ain't, it ain't, it hasn't been that long at all. So, where, 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 where are we going here? You know, and 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 we we have our little conversation and everything, but it was it was one of those things where I was like, okay. I'm not even gonna deal with this joker here. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with this. You've already showed me how you are right now. This is the first initial application. You've already showed me you 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 didn't you didn't show me your hand, buddy. Nah, two two fingers. I I I'll holler at you, and I'll just let you go ahead. You and you and your hembit, y'all can have just a wonderful night, the wonderful day because <laughs> the hembit you had the hembit that you have in your yard, it's gonna be in your yard next year. And probably the year after, that. and probably the year after that, <laughs> because you're not going to do the right thing to take care of it and get it out of your line. So yeah, two fingers. You can go ahead and do what you okay. need to do, <laughs> and it'll it'll continue. You you'll you'll come across so many you know like I brought up the being accused of of killing a yard thing, and the reason why I brought that up is that I always tell people that whenever you're accused of killing a yard, regardless of how stumped you are at what's going on. Do not go to anything. To yes, until <laughs> you have exhausted every piece of research that you possibly can and then come back and say it. Now, if you went out there and you know you were running a hot herbicide mix or something, you know, that may be something you want to get out in front of and be, and you know, maybe even leave a note or tell them prior to making an application, like due to the severity of the weed pressure you have in your yard, I'm going to have to get a little bit nutty today and we're going to burn it down, <laughs> but it will return just fine. It'll be in our app. Um, so I understand, you know, certain scenarios like that. But if you went out and you sprayed a fungicide and they called back, you know, three weeks later and they're like, you killed my yard. Well, you know, damn well, you didn't kill our yard. Right. And, right. and well, so don't show up there and let them beat you into, you know, trying to admit to something you didn't do from the get go. Exhaust every effort possible to figure out what a logical solution is and what actually led to, to what took place. Uh, because I'm telling you that. From uh, on the on the corporate side, lawn care side of things, I watched so many technicians be accused of killing a yard, and instead of having that argument with the customer in the driveway, they were like, "You're probably right. Yeah, you're you're probably right." And uh, and then you know you're out there on a Saturday sodding the the yard, you know, and you're the, every. Every piece of the $4,000 aside you laid, you know, you're screaming in the back of your head, especially when you know you didn't kill it, right? But you got you got suckered into this, and they're threatening to put you all over, you know, Facebook or uh, Nextdoor or whatever app, you know, people are using right now. So, well, you know, I just, I, I, I bring it up to say that shit happens, and, you know, be be mentally prepared for it to happen, because it, it wills. It, it will definitely happen. We need to do a, uh, what we need to do is a, a Jesse Bousquet video, a proud sponsor of Burn and Return. And 
you only make those appointments to go check out those lawns on Friday, Matt, because what is it? It's shut the fuck up Friday. <laughs> you don't admit to well, anything. Am I free to go? Yeah. Am I being detained? <laughs> I will not answer any of your questions about the lawn. It's not any of your business what I sprayed. <laughs> you know, go on, Ray. You know, Ken, that whole weed scenario is something that I have to get in front of and be in front of right from the get-go. Because typically what I deal with are lawns that have not seen even proper irrigation and fertilization. So the first mm -hmm. thing that happens when I get those issues in order are the weeds. And my usual sermon to my customers relates or centers around, look it. The reason why you've never seen this before is because the jerk wagon that was taking care of your lawn previously would come and mow the lawn all the time, but no fertilizer, irrigation, whatever. So congratulations to him for bullshitting you all this time as to how many weeds you actually have in your lawn. Mm. And I put it to them in that manner. You Again, know, I think, I think <laughs> there's a certain of, you know, one of the things that took me a long time to learn specifically in lawn care was, um, uh, setting expectations. And I, you know, Demay, you harp on this a lot and it's a, it's, it's always a difficult thing to do. And it's like, for instance, Ken, you know, you, you keep talking about all the learning experiences, right? I think all those learning experiences parlay back into how you sell your programs, how you sell lawn care, how you set expectations with your customers, right? Um, because it's something you can go into and you see a freshly seeded uh, tall fescue yard and, you know, they're just dumping the water to it. And it'd be like, you know, okay, let's have a real serious conversation here that there's a very high probability that due to the climate we face here, you're probably going to fit face Pythium at some point in the next 12 months. Now I want to get out in front of it with you so you understand that if you wake up one day and 30% of your lawn's dead and the, the previous day, 0% of it was dead, that's what's happening. I can come fix it, but you have to be my eyes and ears out here, right? It's little things like that that, that start to accumulate through those learning lessons that become part of your pitch, um, part of your, your you know, customer communication model. Um, you know, I, I can I tell you, like when uh, another example from corporate lawn care was uh, um, I had a customer that only wanted four applications in a year. Right. And um, <laughs> I was trying to think about the best program that would. And, and he's like, yeah, I just I just don't want the, I don't want the weeds. I definitely don't want you fertilizing it because it's going to grow like hell. But I want the weeds cut down. Right. And I, I get out there and I see. He's got uh, a fair amount of Dallas grass, and um, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, how do I tackle the Dallas grass, and how how do I still prevent weeds? And so I set up a a, a program with a four app program where I was going to do a single pre-emergent in the spring, 
I was going to do two apps of, at the time MSMA was legal. I was going to do two apps of MSMA, and then I was going to do a single uh, pre-emergent in the fall. And that was that was about as as good as as I could get out of that scenario. But the part I didn't take into consideration there was that my application interval on those two summertime MSMA applications were going to be 45 days apart. And that's not how MSMA works. And so in my head, it made sense. But because I didn't have the experience, I did not take into consideration that there was a 45-day interval there. And so when I go out to make that second application, effectively, it's like I'm still making my first application on it. And, uh, And it's, you know, it was just through experience and you go back and you know you you think about it after the fact and i was like well i should have sold it as uh a, a, where i worked you know, we had a, a separate program called the grass weed control program you know i should have sold a spring pre-emergent and a fall spring mer- pre-emergent and two apps of grass and weed control where i have more flexibility over the scheduling i can schedule them you know at 15 day intervals and that's no problem that would have been a much better program for me to sell Probably that guy would have been happy, but I can tell you that after I made the second MSMA, well, three weeks after the second MSMA application, he's like, no, you're not doing shit for my Dallas grass. Get the fuck off my yard. I'm not paying you anything. I'm like, oh, man, wow. I screwed the pooch on that one. And I did because I didn't set the expectations correctly and I didn't sell the correct program. Uh, And a lot of that, why I didn't do that is that I had the tools and I had the knowledge of how to do it, but I didn't have the experience to be able to recall and tap in on how to get that accomplished at the intervals I was looking for, right? So, well, uh, I was a couple of things I'll say to that because you're right; it is a big thing for me, like in my job, but it's also something that I coach people on too, uh, in terms of how to do it, like within the organizations that I work with or with lawn care operators, anybody really. Um, is you know, first of all, I think you have to have a standardized process of how you assess a lawn in the beginning. And I don't mean the five-step one that we were joking about before because that one's bullshit. But I think there are ways, and it'd be something good to talk about and riff on on a burner return or something like that or with a guest here soon, uh, a good wintertime topic of kind of formalizing some of your processes and procedures and things like that. And the reason I say that is it kind of gives you a snapshot and it gives you a way to present that to the customer of, hey, here are some of the, you know, here's some of the low-hanging fruit that we can take care of easily, make things look better. Here are some of the things uh, that we're going to address, you know, that are a little bit more challenging, right? That you might see around for a year or two or three before we can really get rid of it. And then maybe here's some special situations that require what Matt said, a special program for us to uh, eradicate change, whatever the case might be. Uh, The other thing I'll say too is, and, and I know it gets tough is, you know, you get more customers and things like that, but, you know, just take a few photos send them a quick email. I know, I mean, I know it's a lot. I know it gets kind of time consuming, but especially if you see something that changes or something different or something weird, um, a, a program that I like to use, it's like 10 bucks a month. It's loom, L O O M.com. It's a easy way to make, you know, if you're not used to making YouTube videos, uh, it's an easy way to just voice over something and it uploads to the cloud immediately. You send somebody a link, you know, you talking over some pictures or uh, some video or something like that. And it's a great way to communicate. People really respond well to it and had people that uh, have used that tactic too. And it really helps. So just some things of just over communicate. Nobody's going to get pissed off at you. Well, I don't know. You could send the wrong message, Matt, if that naked guy, if you were over communicating with him, that might've. Yeah. 
that would not Set, be yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would not idiot. be good. Taking your relationship but, to the next level. But treat his backyard too. Nine thirty. My husband's still on the truck, and I've got margaritas. <laughs> no man. Oh, no thank you. God. No, no thank you. <laughs> but you think that's got? You think the rim of that glass has salt or no salt, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Salty ass bitch is fucking loaded with it. <laughs> Or does he just crush up a roofie? <laughs> Let me tell you, if this lady roofied herself, it would not shock me. Uh, because this woman was plum crazy. And, you know, I'm 23 years old and, you know, running a truck at True Green. And my first corporate job, you know, and I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm going through this stage in my life where I realize, like, oh, my God, I'm a number. Like, you, you know, when you have a corporate job, you're just a number, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm a number. And I'm, I'm graded on everything I do out here. And, you know, you got to be every prim and proper, set your cones out when you stop to treat the yard and stuff. And this lady's over here telling me to come have margaritas with her. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I, I made a series <laughs> of really bad decisions to end up here. Or, <laughs> but it was a one-off experience, so. Or you could have uh, uh, a retired Navy guy try to grope you. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a retired Navy guy try to grope you, and but, you know, I think I think Robert, Ken's Robert business model is to Navy guys. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, hey, there is no wrong hole, right? So uh, the uh, the thing I think Ken is Yippee. is probably striving for is uh, <laughs> Yippee. is <laughs> having sane customers. That'll be a that'll actually be one of the uh, qualifying questions. You know, you go out, yeah. So, uh, you have any uh, mental health illness in the family? Uh, anything I should know about? To me, to me, <laughs> I, I, I put it out there that okay, you have me a, a, as your service provider. I'm the one that's the control freak. I'm the yeah. one that's the crazy son of a bitch. Any questions? Yeah, I, hey, so, I, mean, I, 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 so... I, just, I just have to put it out there because if I don't put it out there, that's when a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication begins. If I if I fail to put that out there. And I think that's something else, too, with the the expectations piece is it, when something does go wrong. Yeah. I know we said admit to nothing, but. A lot of times, uh, I don't know, eight, nine times out of ten, especially if you're just spraying and mowing like or just spraying, it's usually something that is not, you know, within our control, right? And I found it, mm-hmm. uh, it at University of Missouri, their plant pathology lab puts out the stats every year of all the samples they take mm-hmm. in. So they take in a couple thousand samples and anywhere from like 60 to 70% of those samples that get sent in that somebody's like, Hey, something's wrong with it. I don't know what the hell it is. And I need you to tell me 60 to 70% of those are abiotic non-living organisms that are causing that issue. Right. And that's, you know, it's like when you go to the doctor Ray or, or Canon and they say, Oh, you're sick. It looks like you have a virus. So, you know, go home, rest, you know, hydrate, whatever. And I'll take that $30 copay whenever you get a chance, you know? So it's always the old reliable for the, for the pathologist. And, 
it just goes to show you though that a lot of the times it's stuff we can't control you know it's environmental stresses it's mechanical stresses traffic stress things like that that it's very limited time that you're there five six times on that property every year and hey you know it, it live to see another day but you know what it's a season of rebirth and fall and spring we can grow more grass right matt it's not the end of the world we got a chance here it, it ain't and, and go ahead go ahead go Matt. Ahead. Go ahead. no you go ahead I, I was about to say um when you that's that's something that i always let people know whether i'm dealing with them or i'm uh trying to help them out share some information with them you coming and taking on a line <clears throat> at the beginning of the year you know i'm letting the customer know i have no idea what your line looked like last year i don't know who cut it i don't know how you fertilized it i don't know what your soil looks like I don't know anything. So with me coming on to your line, I'm going to, you know, do what 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 uh what I need to do to try to get your line to to the best that you would like it to be. But you may have some weed pressure. You probably got a bunch of uh, you know, crabgrass seeds in this line somewhere or something. Uh, a bunch of this, a bunch of that, especially if I'm just coming just to fertilize it. Um, I, I don't know. So this is, this is a learning experience for both of us because I'm starting to learn your line and you're starting to learn me. And I'm really just reacting off of your line from, from the, the jump until, you know, we really dive into, uh, soil tests and, you know, pH and doing all those things or whatnot. We, we, we have to take this, this journey together. and. That's one thing that that I'm that I'm most proud of with the people that I do deal with is I have a relationship with every last one of them. Um, they're comfortable now to the point where they treat me like True Green. You know True Green, where the person just comes and just sprays your lawn and they leave the note, the little tag on your door. I don't even know if they even leave that now. They probably just send you an email and then they're gone. And of course, on that tag, it has everything that they put down, did all that stuff or whatever. The average person has absolutely no idea what all of that stuff is at all. I was one of them years ago. Uh, I, I used to have uh, Scott, the Scott's when it was Scott's. They used to treat my line and then it turned over to True Green. But once I got to start looking at all of the fine print and I started figuring out, hey, you know, maybe I can kind of do some of these things on my own, but that, that was, that was years ago. But a lot of them are comfortable because of the results that they see when, when I do make applications on their line, but I'm always open to sharing with them and then letting them know, Hey, this is the issue that we have. This is what we need to do. This is the results we're going to be shooting for. This is what we're going to be aiming for. And of course, once they see the results and they see the progression, they start to get more comfortable. And 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 I, I love that. You know, I would love to, even though my time is limited, I would love to sit down and kind of like talk with everybody about uh, lawns and about this and about how the grass looks. And then they show me pictures of what their grass used to look like and what person cut it before and how it's just looking so awesome and beautiful now. Um, but I just love to have that close relationship with, with the people. And, um, of course, I'm if, if things do, 
get a little bit, um, well, I won't say they'll get out of hand because I can say that someone that has over a hundred clients probably can't, you know, you're talking about multiple people that you're, you, you, you probably cannot do that, but I, I have the ability to be able to do that with my people. And that's one thing that I enjoy. I miss those days when I enjoyed that. <laughs> well, I did. So much, I got so, so jaded that when people came outside, I mean, it was like. Now, again, you know, even as a solo guy, I had 230 yards, you know, it's a, I mean, it's it's gangbusters all the time. So I, I it changed the way I looked at people, the way I looked at customers, the way I scheduled customers. You know, I made a note that if they came out and talked to me at this time, I was going to ask them, why are you home? Why are you outside talking to me? You know, they're like, oh, well, I'm off on Tuesdays or whatever. Like, all right, not coming here on a Tuesday ever again. Make sure I don't ever encounter this person. If they, you know, and if they talked a lot, you better believe they were getting a big ass price increase at the end of the year. You know, if there were one of those people that come out and chaw for 20 minutes, you know, I'm like, well, I'm factoring that in. Your price is going up to $80 an app for your 4,000 square foot. Because I, you know, you panic when you, when you've got to, you got to hurry up, get to the next yard and oh boy, wants to right. talk for 20 minutes and it's a seven minute yard. You know, you, I have a, dude, I gotta, I gotta go, man. I got, oh. I've gotten four phone calls since I've been here talking to you. I have to go. It happens. I ha- I have I have a customer like that. Lord bless his heart. Bless his heart. <laughs> he he does it just about all the time. And I've I've just I've just come to the conclusion that when I come to his line, I know we're going to try to talk, but we're gonna we're gonna talk for at least a good five minutes. But but I've developed a plan. And this this is my plan. When when he comes out, because he he always comes out, he always speaks. You know, he he's he's one he's some of my, he's in my senior saint group. When he comes out, he's always coming out when I'm cutting. Now, what I used to do out of respect, when he would come out, and I still respect him, when he would come out, you know, I pull the handles back, go ahead and cut the blades off, cut the mow off. Hey, how you doing, mister? And such and such, so on and so forth. Talk. Now what I do is when he comes out, I don't, I don't, I don't pull them handlebars out. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't disengage the blades. I just be like, huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I go about my business. Because you you are right. Once once you have a route and you know you're going to be at this place for 20 minutes and then this place for 25 minutes and so on and so forth, you it's it's good to stay on your schedule. Yeah, especially yeah, you when have you have to. that many when you have that many lines because you will get behind. Lord Jesus, you know, especially when when the time goes back and it starts to get dark early, you're really in trouble. So yeah. you don't have time to sit up there and have a 10, 15 minute conversation about what somebody's grandkids and did at, at, at the circus. You don't you don't have time for that. So that's the and, and, and I'm I'm not he, he knows I'm not trying to be rude. I think he gets the picture now. But I I started doing that and I started noticing that when he come out, he, he'll just hit me with a 
Hey, how you doing, Polo? <laughs> he don't even come up and walk to me anymore. Now, now I kind of hit him like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then I just be gone. I just be gone. Two fingers, hey, you have a blessed day. <laughs> it's a, it, it, I don't know, man. I, I, I look back on it now. It's kind of, it's kind of endearing, you know, but I think about, you know, from from a business management standpoint, those are some those are some of those things that I wish I would have done sooner, right? And but again, it's all learning experience, and it's not until it becomes a pain point for, for me. And my mistake was that I waited till it became so painful that I had to do something about it. And uh, I wish I I would have been over the years, you know, more productive about that. Uh, Ken, we got to start wrapping this up. Do you have any final questions for us before we get out of here and move on to the show after the show? Oh, uh, do I have any questions for you all? Um, let me let me let me say this. Um, the only thing that I would say is, you all please continue to keep doing what you're doing on this show. Um, you all have influenced a lot of people, a lot of people that are that are in the chat, a lot of people that have that watch you every single week. You all give out so much information that helps people. Uh Matt, like what you were saying at the beginning of the show, I was tuning in back when you know you came on on Sundays. And even up until you know, the, the radio show, uh, pick the doc's brain, everything that we're doing now. Um, you're, you're, you're constantly learning about something, whether it's about soil tests, it's about fertilizers, it's about fungicides. It's about just the way that you should run your business, the do's and the don'ts. It's, it's very good to be surrounded around people that have the knowledge and the wisdom that can be able to help you in your journey, whatever, wherever you want to go in your life. Um, I've taken those things and applied them to myself, to, to my business and try to help people as much as I could, I can. So that's, that's one thing that I would really want to say is, is you all, y'all a good group of guys. I don't care what nobody said about you. <laughs> y'all good group of guys man keep it up don't don't stop doing what you're doing don't don't stop the burning returns don't stop this keep doing what you're doing keep putting out that information because it's a lot of people that are learning it's a lot of people that are growing and uh, a lot of people wouldn't be in the positions that they're in right now if it wasn't for you all having these uh these live streams there you the preacher laid it on us <laughs> we are going to head to the show after the show. Thank you, Ken. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, we're going to head to the show after the show. If you don't know what we're talking about, that's where grown men do grown men things. And, you know, sometimes you got to plug ears. Sometimes you got to turn it off, and there ain't nothing wrong with that either. We totally understand. If you're into that, you know what to do. If not, no problem, no harm, no foul. We'll catch y'all uh, on the next one. Y'all have a fantastic evening.